Hey y'all, welcome to Grace, Grind, and Growth, the podcast. I am Deja Woodard, and I am the host for this podcast. First of all, I hope that summer's treating you well. You know, get your glow on, glow up a little bit, be in the sun, hang out with friends. I see everybody doing like all this awesome stuff um, since the semester has ended. Today's date is June 7th. This episode will probably be published Monday of next week. Um... But I just really hope that the summer is doing right by you. Um, If you're in summer classes, I hope that you're staying strong and you're finishing strong. If you're working, I hope that you're working hard, getting your hours in, making that money, honey. If I don't know. If you're just chilling, like, do you relax to the max? Like, I hope that everything is working in your favor. I hope that this is a stress-free time for you. And I really hope that everybody's, like, just doing well, improving themselves, and flourishing. As y'all know, this is my summer of soul-searching, figuring myself out. Um, I haven't been really hanging out socially, but I've been working a lot and trying to re- like take the time to reflect on myself and strengthen some of my weaknesses, teach myself a few skills. As y'all know, I have my hit list. If you listen to, I want to say it was my last episode, my 20, 2018 summer hit list. Update, I did go to an art museum. It was in Raleigh. And I really enjoyed myself. That was my first time going. I had never gone. And it was a lot of cool artwork. But honestly, just being in the atmosphere of an art gallery was pretty cool. Um, I don't know the last time I went to one. So it was kind of like, okay, culture, like get culture. You know, it was different for me. But it was cool. I did go by myself. So that was really cool. I got to spend all the time I wanted to just like walking around and reading all the um, snippets, like, all the info about the artwork and the statues and stuff like that. And there were a lot of different things to see. And there were honestly a lot of people. I went on a Friday, and it was a really random Friday. Like, I was just like, oh, I don't have anything to do today. Let me just knock something off my list. And so I went to the art gallery or art museum, and there were a lot more people than I expected. It was, like, pretty lively. And I was just like, wow, people do this on a Friday, like, after five and I was just really surprised by the crowd that was there but it was a really good time and I wasn't I was surprised to see that I wasn't the only person who went by myself there were like a bunch of different sized families there were some individuals there were like groups and I don't know it was a different experience and I'm glad I went in addition to working I honestly have not done much else y'all like it's kind of sad but kind of not I really work, sleep, I meal prep, I'm trying to meal prep, I don't know if y'all have ever done that before, but this is my first time being away from home and not having a meal plan through my school, so it's interesting, um, I've definitely learned a few dishes, because before I wouldn't cook unless I had to, and I never had to, so I never really cooked, um, and not because I can't cook, y'all, I can cook, I can cook well, actually, because I like to eat well, but I don't know, it's just like, dang, I gotta buy groceries, dang, I gotta plan this menu out, like, what am I gonna eat this week, what am I gonna eat next week, um, and I don't know, I just felt like it was such a different dynamic for me, because any time that I plan out a menu, it's kind of, like, always an option, but if I knew that this time was a little different, because, like, if I ain't go grocery shopping, which I hate, by the way, if I didn't go grocery shopping, then Deja's not gonna be eating either, so it was just a little different, you know, a little more cutthroat, um, but it's a different experience and part of the experience of adulting that I wanted this summer before moving into my first off-campus apartment. So we'll see how this goes. Okay, but now getting into this episode, y'all, this is episode 10. 
I cannot believe this is my 10th episode. I'm really happy about it. Um, I don't know what I was expecting this podcast to look like specifically, but I never really had the opportunity to kind of sit in... I won't say the opportunity. I never um, was really interested in pinpointing and being specific and, like, structured with this podcast, so I didn't anticipate um, committing myself initially to consistently creating an episode or consistently putting something out. So I'm kind of really shocked and proud at the same time about putting out 10 episodes and consistently producing, you know, an episode every week or um, scheduling an episode to be published and stuff like that. I'm, I feel like I've really come far and I feel slightly accomplished, you know, got a long way to go, but it's all good. I just want to acknowledge the small steps while we're here. So, with that being said, I decided to call this episode Nothing But Space and Opportunity. Or Space and Opportunity, for sure. Now, for me, I can't help but think about when I was younger. I was a really big tomboy. So, I used to like to wrestle, to fight, to play around, to, like, be rough and stuff, right? So, if you get, or, like, I'll use I statements, excuse me. If I'm, like, fighting with one of my friends or something, or maybe not a friend if we're fighting, but whatever, if I'm having a problem, one of the things, like, you know how you argue with people or you arguing with somebody? And when you're younger, the arguments really be, like, big. Like, you got to win the argument because that's just, I don't know, that's just the thing to do. Like, you have to have the hardest comeback. Have fa- like, you know, you got to have a slick tongue. You got to have the fastest um, reaction, whatever. Um, and I feel like when I was younger, if you say something about space and opportunity, it's like, you kind of ready to fight. You kind of ready to, like, you ready for whatever. Or, you know, like, the context given a tense situation or something. If you say, I don't see nothing but space and opportunity, then it's like, okay, it's whatever you trying to make it. Like, it's whatever you want it to be. Like, what's up with you? Um, and so I kind of thought that this title would be funny. Just because, obviously, this is going to be a more positive version of that. But, um, and also, excuse me for... I know I'm hoping y'all don't judge me for that, but it's just going to be what it's going to be because I felt like that was relevant. <laughs> but, you know, you grow and you have a different outlook on stuff, but I feel like having that outlook is still very important in a more positive light. Um, So I wanted to start off by acknowledging, you know, the shift. If you're anything like me, then maybe that crossed your mind. And I just wanted to clear the air with that. Okay, so with that being said, I'm just going to, go straight into the episode. So I feel like the importance of having space and opportunity kind of relies in a person's ability to see something and make something out of it or make the best out of it. So when you're constantly looking and searching for space and opportunity, it greets you at every turn. And when you decide that you're going to always look for the best in the situation, you're going to always look for a positive outlook, you're always going to make the worst into the best given whatever you have to deal with or to make that with. And I feel like looking for space and opportunity or receiving positivity from space and opportunity applies to um, entrepreneurship. It applies to having your own business. It applies to um, having a job. It applies to making, creating, and maintaining friendships. It applies to goal setting. It's just multifaceted. So... I will start off by mentioning this awesome quote that I really do believe 
Um, I'm not sure who said it. I even Googled it and still couldn't find who said it. I have a bunch of people who claim to have said it first, but you know how that goes. So I'm going to say that it's from an unknown person. Um, the quote says something like, your mind has to arrive at your destination before your life can. And I am a person of, I believe in affirmations. So in the morning, one of my affirmations is I have to be the person who's ready to receive the things that I am asking and praying for before I can receive them. And I really do believe that that's true just because and it kind of goes back to space and opportunity too. But I believe that it's true because if you can't think or prepare for something, then how are you ready to receive it? And if you're not ready to receive it, then why should it be given to you? I think that it's really important to get into the habit of creating and taking space and opportunity because things won't always be given to you and things won't always be handed to you or um, there won't always be someone to do something who knows a guy who knows a guy to do something and pull a string to get things done. Sometimes you have to get your hands dirty to get what you want to get done. And I think that taking space and opportunity kind of puts you in the mind frame of I can do it. I'm going to get it done because I'm able to make it happen. And when you do that, you kind of empower yourself and enable yourself to be not the helped, but the helper. Um, and you allow yourself to do that for other people. And when other people see you do that for yourself, um, they want to recreate the feeling for other people too. So I think it's really important. Now, I do want to say that when you when I say taking space and opportunity, I don't mean the typical negative connotation of the word take. Um when I do say take, I mean take your space as in um, own your presence. Don't let anyone kind of intrude on your space, your environment, your opportunity. Um, your presence isn't, isn't anything to be taken for granted or to be taken lightly. It should be um, respected and welcomed. So I feel like taking space and taking opportunity means like I'm claiming it, this is mine, I'm standing firm in it, I believe in this, I should be here. Um, so I just wanted to clear that up. But I also want to say that when I say take it, there's more than enough for everybody. Like I just feel like the the connotation of take sounds very negative, especially for this to be positive. But there's more than enough for everybody to do what they were made to do. So you can't take something from someone that you know, they weren't supposed to have or something. Like, everybody who's supposed to be there is going to be there. It's kind of like a business market, you know? Like, there's so many different brands of a single item, but everybody is in that industry still, like, thriving and doing well and making their money and stuff like that. So it's the same concept. You can't take anything away from anyone just because, like, their gift is their gift and it has their name on it and yours is yours and your name is on what you have to so I think it's important to adjust that. Moving on, I don't know if there's necessarily a right time to take space and opportunity. I think that it's an ongoing thing that you should consistently be looking and doing. Um, just because you never know when the opportunity that you're seeking is going to present itself. You never know how it's going to look when it gets to you. You never know um, who's going to pass it to you or who's going to be the helping hand that helps you do it. Or you never know... Um, the space that you need to be in or what it looks like. So it's kind of like you have to stay ready so that you don't have to get ready when the opportunity presents itself. Going on top of that, you can't let fear start eating away at you. Um, you have to put your, you know, you have to put your mind in a space to always be prepared for um, great spaces and great opportunities. Sometimes I feel like you just got to keep an eye out 
Because if you're always looking for it at every turn, then it'll kind of find you and take you by storm um, and kind of just, like, sweep you off your feet. Um, I like to think of it, in my head, this kind of looks like when you're walking down a, say that you're walking down, like, a long hallway and there are doors on either side. And, you know, like, um, doors that are for you are supposed to be open, right? But if you're looking and you just, like, look straight ahead, um, you're anticipating all the doors to be closed. So even if they're pushed up, they're still open, but you're expecting them to be closed, so you're not checking. And if there's a crack in the door and you can get your foot in the door, then that's all you need to get into the room that you need to be in. Same same concept here. So, like, don't miss what's meant for you because you're not expect your expectations are low. Um, you want to always be seeking greater and hoping for greater so that when greater happens, um, you're ready to receive it. If you're just always looking with your head down, um, staring at the ground and you're not ready to receive it, it can't, like, you're, you're just going to miss the opportunity. You're going to overlook something. You're going to miss out. You're going to fail because you were late to it. You weren't aware of it, whatever the case may be. One thing that I've learned by, I guess, trying to use the mentality of creating space or taking space and opportunity is that you don't always get what you want. Like, you get what you need, but you don't always get what you want. So you may want something, but by the time it gets to you, like I mentioned before, it's not the way you expected it to look. It still does the job. It still gets you to where you need to go. It still um, functions the way it's supposed to. But it may not be presented in the way that you imagined in your head. And I just keep laughing because this has happened to me so many times this year. Like, when you're looking for space and opportunity, it's kind of ironic. Because for me, it's... Like, I'm faith-based, right? Like, I believe in God. So for me, uh, one thing that I've had to learn is that when you pray to God about something or you're like, God, can you, like, give me this skill, give me this experience, give me um, the ability to be patient, give me the ability to um, remain calm, give me the ability to work on my anger. I have a really bad attitude, so I've been working on that a lot. But it doesn't, like, for me, God doesn't give me the skill right away like he gives me the opportunity to develop the skill he doesn't he's not like here Deja attitude resolved I think he's more like okay she says she wants a better attitude so I'm gonna give these things to her these I'm gonna put her in these situations that test her attitude and I'm gonna give her the chance to sink or swim like I'm gonna teach her how to swim but I'm gonna throw her in these like difficult waters to see if she panic or if she get back to shore and sometimes, y'all, I be drowning. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes I just don't, like, in the moment of a difficult situation, you don't always see it for what it is. But after the fact, after you've gotten through it or you, you've endured it, you're like, dang, low-key, that was my opportunity to excel. And I kind of failed. So next time I got to, like, remain calm and keep a level head because I got to see it for what it is instead of letting it stress me so bad that it clouds my vision. And I think that when you seek to take space and opportunity or you have that outlook on life um, that things are always going to be coming your way for your benefit um, you kind of just start cruising and I won't say it like I've been there done that but I feel like I'm finally getting to a place where I'm accepting what comes my way and I'm accepting that when it comes my way is going to be for my benefit and I won't have to necessarily chase it that doesn't mean that I'm not making an effort to be um to pursue things but I won't have to like chase it down because what's meant for me will never miss me I also do recognize that 
Space and opportunity looks different for everybody. Everybody has their own idea of what their life should look like, and the person that they want to be um, is tailored specifically to the life that they want to live, the things that they want to accomplish, the impact that they want to have, the legacy that they want to leave, and all that. I just think that a lot of the times we're so fixed on how it's supposed to look instead of being fixed on what it's supposed to do. It kind of gets hectic when we aren't focused on the right things. So I think it's just important to start somewhere, for one, um, because starting somewhere will lead you to doing something. Doing something will lead you to the connections. The connections will take you to the opportunity, which gets you into a different space. Um, The opportunity leads you to the space. The space will lead you to a person. The person will help you achieve whatever you set out to do. Now, for one person, that's exactly how it'll look. For another person, um, instead of starting somewhere, they actually just need to do something. And then doing something will get them into a space. And then getting them into a space um, with the right people will get them a certain opportunity. And getting a certain opportunity may get them the impact that they want to have. And other people, it'll look completely different. Like, you can just, like, mix and match all these steps because everybody's steps are different. Literally every single person's steps are different. And I think that that's kind of, it's the beauty of it, but it's also like the humbling part of it because you can't compare um, two different situations that are meant to take two totally different people to two completely different places. And I think I get caught up in that a lot personally um, just because my path doesn't look like the path of other people's. And that has to, I have to accept that. Like that has to be okay because one, I don't have any other choice. Two, because I can't get caught up on somebody else because if I get caught up on somebody else, that's energy and attention and time that I'm investing um, and giving away essentially because I'm not putting it into myself. And that's not good for me. I don't know about you, but that's not good for me. Um, And it just doesn't work like that. And I also kind of have this really um, stubborn mentality that like, I don't, I try not to keep up with other people just because, not in a negative way, but just because of the comparison game. Um, and when I was really young, my mom used to drive me crazy always saying, like, I'm not everybody else's parent. But I kind of have that mentality now, too. Like, I'm not everybody else. Like, I'm not trying to do what they do. I'm not trying to get where they're going. I just have to focus on myself. But one thing I will say that I've learned from doing that is that it's important to, like, look up sometimes. Like, you can't be so caught up on what you're doing because sometimes when you look up, One, there could be somebody there to help you. Two, you could be the helping hand to somebody else. And three, it's nice to make sure that you're still moving in the right direction every once in a while. You know, you can't just be, like, have tunnel vision. You can't just be one-track-minded and only pursue your own agenda. That's just not healthy, and it's not efficient. So I know that I really ran through this episode fast, but thank you for listening. Um, I hope that you continue to create and take space and opportunity and that you have a successful summer. Um, Whatever you set out to do, I hope that you accomplish it. I hope that it's a smooth accomplishment, and I hope it takes you one step closer to where you're trying to go. But if you like this episode, please leave me some feedback, rate it, and subscribe. Have a good one, y'all. Bye.